Welcome to the show. Alingan Mitra is the guest. Funny guy, smart guy. Uh, interesting background. He told some good stories about doing colleges and stuff. And uh, he was on Last Comic Standing. We talked about other stuff, which you'll have to listen to. I have some tour dates. These may or may not be uh, out of date by the time you see these, but some of them won't be. Let's burn through them. May 3rd, Copenhagen, May 4th, Oslo, May 6th, Prague, May 10th and 11th, Berlin, May 23rd, New York City, yeah, June 7th and 8th, Springfield, Missouri, June 21st, 2nd and 23rd, San Francisco at Clusterfest, August 1st, I'll be in Milwaukee, Uh, Saturday, August 25th, I'll be in Port Townsend, Washington at a new festival there called The Thing Festival. Then October 3rd, Blue Note in Hawaii. October 5th in the Pro Arts Theater in Kihei, Hawaii, which I think I'm now saying that correctly. Uh, so check me out on uh, toddbarry.com for these dates. And we'll be back with the Lingon Mitra. A Lingon. Am I saying your name right? I think you. I think so. Alingon. Alingon. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that'd be funny if you didn't know. <laughs> I'm you're, not yeah, sure. I still haven't figured it out myself. Right now, yeah. um, you just got the Americano drip coffee switch. I know you just went through that. Oh yeah. Um, I yeah. I I well. What happened was I went to the coffee shop. I didn't want to be late for this. Yeah. But I I also wanted coffee. Yeah. And so I, I asked the guy. I was like, Hey, just make a hot, small hot coffee. And he was like, We're not. We don't have coffee ready, but I can give you the Americano. I was like, ah, oh, fine, I'll do the Americano. But then he ended up screwing up somehow the Americano. Uh, just like, whatever, they have to grind it. I yeah. Guess. Did and you get it at a real coffee place or was it? Yeah, like- it's a real coffee place. It's like right right by my apartment. And um, I never actually go to this one. I go to a different one. But this one was closer to the train. Didn't want to be late. And then this guy made the coffee. And this, this is what really got me. After he screwed it up, he, he, he remade it, and then he had screwed up the first batch, so he started cleaning the machine uh-huh. without giving me the prepared coffee. Oh, wow. And then the other lady saw how like upset I was, <laughs> and she came over and like grabbed the coffee out of the machine and gave it to me. I got flustered. I guess so, maybe. I'm I don't such like a big the, celebrity. Uh, I think that's what happened. What's that? I'm such a big celebrity. That uh, could be it. That, that, I mean, I deal with that every single day of my life. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't like the, uh, like I recently tweeted, not to quote my own tweets, about how uh, Americanos aren't as good as drip coffee, mm-hmm. but iced Americanos, which I'm drinking right now, are I never, better than drip coffee. I never uh, I never actually iced my coffee. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I just, are you from London? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I grew up having hot tea, and I just associate like caffeine with heat, and so I, yeah. I, don't, uh, I don't go into the ice. That's fair enough. I'm not going to grill you on that. <laughs> Just 50 minutes on. Well, you this were, is why uh, I don't. But fuck is he at 20 minutes later? Seriously? <laughs> Never ice coffee? <laughs> the, uh, you were telling me, we started telling me before we went live mm. that, uh, that you have time issues or something. I know it sounded like Arsene. What's, who's, that, who's that guy? Byron Allen. I sound like Byron. So I hear you have time issues. <laughs> Go to my time bit. Oh. Uh, no, I just, uh, I know how much clubs like it when you get there early. Yeah. You know, like the manager is just like, it's one thing, because I'm sure there are times when the headliner doesn't show up or whatever, right? Yeah. They just, that's one thing that's off the list. The headliner's in the club. He's in the green room, right? Yeah. Um, I know that. And yet, I fail every time to adequately give time for me to get ready. Uh-huh. And so, I end up showing up maybe like five minutes before the show starts, maybe maybe like at the time the show starts. I call in beforehand so that they know that I'm there. Wow, what's you don't the think problem that, then? Uh, I still think they want, because they don't want to be like worried before, like before door. I mean, if you were saying you were late, I'd say, oh, there's a problem. Right. But you're showing up, you have, a, you can, you're allowed to have the way you work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I need, I need that Todd Barry confidence <laughs> going into it. No, I'm, I'm very prompt and very punctual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost never cancel. Mm-hmm. But if you know, 
Yeah, it depends though. Like if it's a traffic thing, then you might. Yeah, I, I always get to places too early. Too, yeah. I I used to hate every like I would do like uh, college gigs and things like that when they would in the contract. I don't know why this was like an agent that would my person would do this to me and uh-huh. but would put in the contract I will be there like an hour early. Right. And it was I just didn't understand that. I actually think not to to contradict you but I okay. I think for somebody especially <laughs> a college gig where yeah, there's yeah. a 50% chance they don't know what they're doing. Mm. I think you want to get there an hour cuz sometimes you'll find out you get there an hour if you get there too late and then you go why are the why is the front row fifty feet from the stage? Right, right, right. Oh, right. I don't know. Yeah, can you add three more, you know, rows of chairs here? Yeah. Why are we performing? Yeah, in sort a of glass like, house. Or just yeah, just making sure everything's set. Yeah, I I I would get it for that reason, but I don't think that's what that's yeah. If if it was if it was for me to get there early, but I don't like it being like in the contract because then it's like right. if I'm whatever you know. People I wonder are if uh, uh, yeah, you should just tell your agent to pull that. Yeah, I mean, we we are no longer. Oh, really? You fired you fired the person. <laughs> well, this was like very very early on when I had first started comedy, and had no idea what anything is, which I still have very little idea, but I have a little bit more right. sense. I know everything, so if you have any questions, <laughs> I should I should start uh, grilling you. But uh, I just like first person that came into the door and was like, "Hey, we can w- work together to do colleges." I was like, "Okay." And then uh, it just was like, I did one gig. Maybe I should pull up this email. But basically. <laughs> oh, I think I'll, if there's an email. You, wanna, play, you want hear. me to get into I'll, I'll pull it up because it's uh, it's literally like it, the gig was at. This was so I did. I did uh, one stretch of colleges upstate New York. Right. It was like a dozen colleges that I ha- had booked. Uh-huh. And um, this was so this was my first run with uh, with that agent right and um i do i do a couple of them and then i do one it's at noon uh it's in uh it's in a dining hall right right and it's what it would be if it's a comedy show at noon in a dining dining hall hall, right there's like a dozen people filtering in and out and uh i'm doing mainly like mainly material i would say it's 75 percent material 25 percent crowd work to segue into material. That's right. how I was working it, right? And then uh, I get an email from my uh, my quote-unquote agent. Who? Well, <laughs> uh, let, me, let, me see, let me see if I can pull it up. This is, uh, this is what the... The subject line is, this is a problem, folks, in all caps. This is a problem, folks? This is a problem, folks. Oh man! So was it an email directed at a bunch of people? No, it's just to me. Okay. <laughs> this is my my uh, agent forwarded to me an email that oh. was sent. Oh, okay. But but he made the the, the subject? subject line. This is a problem, okay. folks. In all caps, and basically the um, the person who had booked me at that or whatever the faculty person had been in attendance and for, sent this agent an email saying like, I don't, I'll, I'll give a couple bullet points, but he forwards this email being like, um, you know, this is a, this is a huge problem. Like I, I always have performers at the school. I have a reputation. And then I got this email and the, the bullet points from the person who uh, was in attendance, the faculty advisor, uh, a couple of them it says uh, from the start of his show he was asking random students their major dot 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 not a way to start the show dot 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 and it went downhill from there uh, he never started any type of routine it was ad lib all the way it felt more like a discussion group than a comedy routine which never happened when I say no one laughed at all I'm being serious at one point oh he said God. what else can we discuss I realized comedians try to get audience involved with a random question statement, but that was all it was, and he never had any type of routine at all. I realized the show was at noon. It's in the lunchroom, but we have had many comedians that worked with what they had. He knew the time of the show, and if he can't bring his A game, then he should not book a noon show. One faculty that was at the performance commented, from everything we have done with diversity over the past five years, he totally obliterated all our efforts in discriminating every race difference and calling the students out from the stage. He has several students and faculty their religion, and it went nowhere. It wasn't material to feed a joke or line. I was curious how his show in Ithaca went. 
Oh, now that's when your agent's supposed to go, he destroyed no complaints. That's right, right? Instead, this guy came at me and I was like, well, we're, you're on my team, what's going on? Right. Um, and, but and the, the show, I mean, this, I had like the recording from the that's show too. That's just a cocky 19 year old who wrote that. No, this was a, this was like- this Oh, the was, advisor? This was like a, an uh, elderly lady. Oh, really? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, maybe she wasn't elderly, I'm just adding that for no reason. She was a lady. But just the fact that, that just the fact that she said, this is no way to start a show. It's like, well, do you know how to start a show? How do you, what's yeah, the right way to start a show? I, it's, uh, it's literally a dozen people right. in a, and I, and I did, material like it was like again i i listened to the tape again because i was like maybe maybe she's right maybe i just really like don't remember this correctly i listened to the whole thing over and it was literally material i'd done on tv yeah so it was like what what do you want from me you right. know that she would have been like why did he do stuff we've already seen on tv <laughs> why did he bring his a game his a game <laughs> he's standing in front of the tater tot vat <laughs> standing in front of the ketchup mill, and then yeah. uh, he didn't really bring his A game. And you, you don't think your agent, your agent didn't do anything to defend you? I, no, not at all. My, I, again, I, I, I mean, this, I, I don't think this person is interested in comedy. Right. I think that person is interested in getting money from college right. gigs. And so, in his mind, he was like, "Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to burn a bridge with this exactly. college." That's the conflict, like with agents, because they're supposed. You have this vision of them going, "Fuck you! Don't talk about my client that way." Mm-hmm. But they're like, they can't do that, and then go, "Hey, I have this other person I'd like to, <laughs> who will bring his A game to your cafeteria game." <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's still, it's just like, I mean, there's a way to go about. It. Let's say I was just the worst, and on this one show, the way to ask me is to be like, "Hey, uh, I got this email. I need to address it." Well, can you let me know what happened? Right. Rather than this is a problem, folks, in all caps on a on a subject. And why is he saying folks? Oh, I I guess he is also that... had cc'd my manager. <laughs> <laughs> was your man? How'd your manager handle? Uh, my so my manager was in uh, was friends with my agent, and so they weren't. I don't think also they were not the right people. Right. So you should have just written back, you're fired, folks. <laughs> All caps. So you've you've uh, you've ditched some people in your career. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, like nine years. Nine years? Oh, man, that's nothing. Yeah. Oh. This was very early on. This was, again, like when I first had done some like uh, TV stuff, first started doing colleges, it's like your first people in the... Right. The, and so, and I was basically like with them through the whole... Because you know how you like when you book a college, it's like six months out. Yeah. And so I had to kind of go through the finish that round with them because I had already. Oh, I see what you're saying. Even though I real, I know. Yeah. So I, did you do like a NACA convention? I did. I did. A, I did an. I did an APCA. APCA. Yeah. Which is it's like a NACA, but you pay for it. Oh. Like more than you would for a NACA. <laughs> it's you know. And you got work out of it though. I did, which was. I mean. Again, I, I those things are so crazy. Yeah, I've done two of them. You've done two of them. Yeah, and it was just uh, <clears throat> excuse me. They uh, I was I emceed one, and I just remembered that they had a countdown clock on stage, which I generally <laughs> like. But it was just like you have one minute between each act. Yeah, and then no one. I didn't get any. I don't think I got one bit of work. And then a guy <sighs> went up there with a guitar and basically did literally a medley of famous songs. Mm-hmm. No jokes. No full songs mm-hmm. just like tainted love and then he <laughs> boom 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 then he'd segue into you know i melt with you or something mm-hmm. and he they were cheering destroyed it was yeah as i've told people this it's like beatles on ed sullivan show <laughs> level of insanity like, like they'd like never getting, heard a cover before yeah, like holy shit this guy's like he had, had them in the palm it was unbelievable and i'm sure he walked with it's hundreds it's, of colleges it's wild to me i mean the fact that those showcases exist and they don't actually care about what the showcase is uh-huh. like i did one where it was the host was like this like a juggler mm-hmm. and then the next guy that went up was a spoken word poet right and i actually liked him but his his poetry was about like uh his his dad getting cancer and how he hadn't like reconciled yeah. that right really heavy he finishes, juggler goes back up, goes back into juggling immediately, <laughs> and then calls me up 
And it's like, what in what world is this the right assembly? That could be. I mean, that could work to your advantage if you're, you know, if they're bummed out and like anyone up there going all oh, this. Making an attempt at being funny. But, but they were like college kids and they were like already like, you know, mopey about the dad. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't but, but but here's the thing. It's just, there's so much, like the budget for these college gigs is enormous. Yeah, so there's like actual money on the line. And if you set up the, you set up the showcase properly, everybody would do better. Right. But instead they're just like, well, this is going to be a, a goulash. Yeah, and they... Uh, they use that word, right? Goulash? goulash? Yeah. yeah, I think it was, it was a pretty interesting use of that word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if there are any Hungarian folks out there, <laughs> I, I hope that wasn't offensive to you. The, um, yeah, they... they I find those... The, the conventions I've done, they're like... These aren't even... These are like not even nerds. They're just like... They're I'll, a different animal, right? Yeah, they're almost like... They're almost like nerds you don't like. <laughs> you don't have like, that's a nerd. Those are, those are my people. They're just like... I don't know who they are. Yeah, like even the nerds are like, I, we don't hang out with them. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're like the because they're like the they're the student assembly people. Every once in a while, there's a college where they there's like a real comedy fan mm. who's excited about bringing good comics. Yeah. Like I think Notre Dame had one, and I did a show there. It was really good. And yeah, actually, it's interesting. It's in that email she she wrote, like, how did the Ithaca show go? The Ithaca kids, because there the, a lot of them are like into film, into comedy. They, I did, sh- I did the show that night after I did this noon show oh. at Ithaca, and it was so fun because they're like, co- like comedy fans, right? Um, but then, yeah, you have the other people who are just like, you know, cheering for John Mayer covers. It would have been funny to uh, if your if your agent was cool if if they wrote back like. Oh, the ethical went well. I mean, they t- they said he brought his A game, <laughs> and that they loved that he asked what people's majors were because it was a college gig, and it's a good way to get to know the students and yeah. maybe make jokes about them. <sighs> but since you asked, I love that they are like they're almost like looking to validate their opinion. Did, did that that show didn't go well either? <laughs> After all these bullet points, you started. Did you start in Boston? I I started in Massachusetts. Yeah, I would uh, I'd go up to yeah Boston was home pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I was like kind of living in Boston, living in Worcester. I grew up in Central Mass, Worcester. So I'd do, I'd go to like Rhode Island, I'd go to Connecticut, I'd go to New Hampshire and then Boston. Right. Um, just like throughout the week, just hit up as much as I could. Boston used to be an amazing, I mean, it might still be, but it used to be, you could just work like crazy in Boston. Yeah. When like I, 25 years ago or something? <laughs> I mean, people, yeah, people do. I, it's interesting, like, when you talk to the the old guard, they do talk about, like, this heyday. Um, there was, like, you know, all those clubs on what's Warrington Street. It was, like, Nick's Comedy. Yeah, I and, think you could do, like, five sets a night. And, yeah. And, and then people would just be, like, I mean, people would be, like, lined around the corner for these, like, yeah. even, like, open mics and things. Um, at, now, Boston has a scene, but it's, uh, you know, it's not that that 80s or 90s scene um but it still has like it just got like an a room i want to say again and maybe it was like three or four years ago they opened up before uh-huh. that there used to be the comedy connection right uh under faneuil hall that had shut down so we didn't have like a proper a room for a while right and then uh then we got uh laugh boston did you work at the comedy studio yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good place i record an album there Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a. I mean, they have your uh, album cover. Oh, on did the door. I? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the comedy studio was like interesting. Like in <laughs> in when I was in uh, when I was in school, I loved stand up comedy, but I never went to the comedy studio. Uh huh. And um, there was a a friend of mine who was sort of like sort of into me and wanted to go watch a comedy show with me but I didn't want to lead her on so I didn't go uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> I don't want to lead you on by taking you to see open mic night <laughs> <laughs> so they went so she but she ended up going and then you know I mean the, the studio's got like good lineups but um, like at that time Louis was not like the name that he is now and he had just he stopped by the night that they went and yeah. then she told me that afterwards and I was like well that's what you do when you're not into somebody you miss out on cool opportunities like that um, yeah, that place is great. I, I, so that's kind of just showcasey, right? They don't really have headliners there, right? Yeah. I, they, so they they were in uh, Harvard Square, and then I think they moved more recently into um, uh, Somerville. So they're, they're, they've moved locations. They haven't and, been to the new one. Yeah, I haven't yet either. But I think in the new one, they have probably more um, 
still more showcases, but they also will like allow people to do like long sets. And they used to, they used to, uh, it was part of a Chinese restaurant, the original one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they used to serve those with dragon bowls or scorpion, scorpion bowls, scorpion bowls yeah. which is just, I guess most people know what they are, but it's a bowl of alcohol with five straws. It should be illegal. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and I just remember there was one thing I had really debated whether, um, whether uh, I should put it in the album, but there was a guy, I think they threw him out mm. and then you can hear him fall down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, as tempting as much as I kind of like am enjoying that, I, I'm not going to humiliate this guy on a million selling album. <laughs> you know? But it's that's also like almost like a comedy sketch. A guy who like after he is like loud and obnoxious just rolls downstairs. Right. That's like a like an old English British sketch. Yeah. You know? boop, 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 boop. I remember also at that taping um there was a woman up front who kept talking and I stopped like multiple times. I was recording an album right. also. And at the end, she walks up, she goes, I wasn't talking. Oh my God. It's like, really? You, I you just were, made this I, up. I just. You were 13 inches from me. Yeah. And I stopped twice to tell you to be quiet. I, I It blows my mind that people don't appreciate just like uh, an album recording. Right. Like, all right, you're at a show. Fine, a little bit I get. You're not going to. You know, you're not used to going to a show. But then if they're like, hey, we're recording an album. Yeah. At that point, people should click in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, there's people who just, uh, yeah. 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 So you went to Harvard, right? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you love talking about it? Uh, um, It's, I don't know. Like, I, (laughs) I, I don't know what I'm doing now that's relevant to what I did then. Okay. So that's something. But um, but I mean, it was good in that, like you know, like there's the, the Harvard Lampoon. Yeah. So I ended up writing for them, and that was like that was I think very actually important because it it made me see like actually comedy people go into comedy things. Yeah. What What did you major in? I studied psychology and economics. Really. Mm-hmm. What was the uh, What was the goal there? Psycho- so it was a double major psychology. I've never heard those two combined. It was a. It was like actually the combination of the two. So like uh, behavioral economics. So like a lot of like economic theory just assumes like somebody's behaving rationally, uh-huh. which is not how humans behave. Right. Right. So like what, there was like this burgeoning field at the time when I was going to school and still exists. Um, like the guy who won the Nobel Prize in economics, I want to say like two years ago, did all the studies. I'm sure your listeners are fascinated. But I'll make I'll make this fascinating. <laughs> put my, like a soundtrack. Put a soundtrack. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So at the time, it, people were finally like starting to look at how people's human psychology can be modeled and apply that to economic theory. Man. Yeah. So how did you like when you got in? Does that you were that was the goal, or did you just kind of learn no, about? I I I thought maybe I would like go into like government or go into uh law something like that but when i got into when i got into college i kind of didn't have like a very clear path once i was in school yeah so i just started taking these classes i found them interesting so that's what it was a lot of what they tell you i think incorrectly is like oh just study what's interesting to you and that there's some truth to that but it's also you can become like kind of aimless right and so that's that's what was going on for me that's pretty much what happened with me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I what, mean, did you, I, what did you study? I had an English degree, but I didn't mm. even have a focus. Yeah. I took acting classes and barely got out of college. <sighs> I mean, just like that's whatever. I just went over the finish line. Of yeah. Getting out, but I I do have like a great boy. I I wish people maybe like involved you in the real world more before you go to college or while you're in college just so you can be like oh okay this is how i'm gonna apply this or this is how i can like i'm gonna like get more out of this experience because i don't know what i'm doing right now yeah is it you talking about like taking a year off after high school taking a year off high school so yeah i think something like that i wonder if that's good because i feel like that's like does that kill the momentum of going to school or is it (laughs) it might but maybe maybe then like school wasn't yeah like what what were you gonna do in school like I like I I've, I definitely think if I had taken some time off, I would have treated like school a little bit differently, you know. But you did well, right? I mean, in high school I did well. In college I did fine, and then afterwards I I, I thought about going to law school. So I was like, 
kind of pursuing that. How well do you have to do to stay at Harvard? Can you get C's? Oh, you can, they they are very, like, they don't want you, because they're, like, the way the rankings are done uh-huh. is they look at the, one of the categories is, like, graduation rate. Right. So they never, like, kick people out. Oh, really? Yeah. So this yeah. is, this is they makes will, us all worth talking about. <laughs> Jump straight shit. to this in the, in the podcast. Yeah, they just, so they will never kick anybody out. What they'll do is they'll be like, um, you're on like temporary leave or something like that, but they will never, like almost never kick anybody wow. out. Yeah. I guess it'd be weird to get, to do everything it took to get into Harvard and then be like a, a D student. Uh, maybe. I, I mean, there are also, I mean, there are people there who, you know, are, are uh, like legacies and just like, you know, like rich, rich right. kids and that's there too. Did you get into other schools? I, so I didn't. But only because I applied early, like uh, to Harvard, and, and then like, yeah, we'll and then I, might as well do that. Right? And then once I got in there, I was like, I'm not gonna, yeah, <laughs> spend money on other applications or do anything else. The uh, is it weird going to a school where like even the way I'm talking about it a lot, like mm-hmm. is it weird going to this like the point of reference for like the greatest school in the world? Uh, only because I know the perception and what I am is not <laughs> the like I'm not. Like there's a there's a perception of like oh you're like really smart you yeah. know and that's not the case like all I did was like I studied a lot when I was in high school uh-huh. I'm pretty sure like the vast majority of people if they studied the way I studied would end up there like I don't think it was like some really like uh like natural IQ or anything like that huh. so you've always been a disciplined student I I was in high school. And then you did you turn into a fuck up? No, I, I just I just high school like keeps you regulated in some ways because there's like quizzes every day, and I was like, oh, if there's quizzes every day, then I got to study every day. In college, it's like you have an exam at the end of the semester, uh-huh. so I was like, all right, there was like nothing really holding me accountable, so I would do the work before it was due. Like I was always the guy who like just showed up five minutes before the show, right? So I'll I'll, I'll just like wait until like the paper was due and then like the night before just stay up and write it. I've done that, man. It's, yeah. it's and looking back and just like, oh, that's just, you can't do a paper like that. You can do a sh- maybe depending on the topic, but like it's yeah. just, I used to, I had, I remember like days before a, a test and I had like, I have to read three books before <laughs> And then I'd fucking just get a D or something. Man. Yeah, yeah. I and and it's, and it's a, and it's, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a waste because you're like, I mean, this there is like, there are people there who are like really smart, and there are people there who are also like know what they want out of it. And I think those the people who know what they want out of it, they're the ones who have the best experiences. Does it go to a lot of people's heads? <sighs> I don't know if it goes to a lot of people's heads. I think it's a self selection thing where it's already in people's heads, and uh-huh. then they go there. And then they're just it just fuels that, right? So it's like I don't think there's anybody who's like, you know, um, pretty like down to earth, and then goes to Harvard and becomes like have an inflated ego. I think the people who already have an inflated right. ego, if they go to Harvard, that's just gonna just reinforce. Yeah, that's just gonna be something that they that they drop. You don't seem like that type of guy. <sighs> I, I I don't know. In, I think I would be really. I think I would be if I was as smart as the people think you should be to go there okay but because i know i'm not i'm not but like otherwise i mean i'm pretty like condescending are you <laughs> i haven't picked up on that yet. oh really i, I would have booted you by now <laughs> <laughs> no i mean with people I, I like i like you know like in respect i'm not but for the most part there's there's definitely like a level of condescension really i think so do you have any examples <sighs> i mean that's what it's i mean it's like president crowd work i it's uh, if somebody, it's just like it's like little. I'm trying to think of an example now. I oh, know I put you on the spot. Yeah, um, I can't like I with can't. people who like you interact with during the day or something. It, yeah, were you I, condescending with the coffee guy? No, but I, that is an example of some. Generally, I would. I was just in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm too much I would, in a rush to be shitty to you yeah I would say I, you know I would be like you know uh, yeah I mean like it, it, there's, no, there's no reason for 
you know, getting giving this to me on time. You know, just something like oh, well, something well, snotty. Yeah, if if somebody doesn't do their job right, that gets to me, and I'll I'll I'll. Let yeah, them know. They, like I'm I'm pretty uh, like incompetence bothers me. Mm. Like if someone's like a waiter and they're new and it's very obvious, and it's like yeah, we're gonna make, I'm gonna make this. I mean, I I'm nice to everyone everyone who waits on me. Yeah, uh, I believe I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a waiter, but uh, everyone uses that. I used to be a waiter. <laughs> I was, though. But I, um, but yeah, but if someone's just shitty at their job, like especially if it's a, a show that I'm doing and like the people in charge are fucking don't know what they're doing, yeah. then it's then I can get really like yeah, vocally upset. Yeah, especially for like comedy or something where we care about these things that matter f- yeah. for us, for the show to go well. Yeah. That for sure will get under my skin. Yeah. Um. But even, uh, like, I mean, I, I kind of joke about this right now, but, like, I was, I was leaving this uh, in this building with a doorman, and the doorman didn't open the door for me. Yeah. And I, I like, I, I couldn't even process it. I was like, this is, this is what his job is. Right. And now I'm going to have to do it. And I, I so I waited, and I, like, talked to him for a little bit so that he would do it and he still wasn't so then i motioned for him to wow. open the door oh man that's how because it just gets under my skin i was like this is what your job is yeah you are getting paid to do it what what is it and i i, I maybe there's a small part of me that gets like a like there's like a race component to it where this guy was like i don't know white and oh you think he he profiled you a little bit i don't know i it, it, there's a, it always like sneaks into my head it's like no, I could definitely. I mean, I would believe if they did do that. <laughs> Maybe you know, but 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 so there's that element of it too. But I just want people to do the jobs that they're paid to do, generally. Hell, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you encounter a lingon, just, just be nice because he's going to let you have it. <laughs> he's going to he will say some snotty and, and uh, tell you went to Harvard and. Uh, just really rub it in your face. Did uh, let's talk about last comic standing. Mm. I think that's where I first saw you. Oh, okay. I believe um, you did well on that show, right? Didn't you? Relatively, I uh, I did. Um, basically, I made it to the semis, and then they did this thing. It was called the Comic Comeback Contest, where anybody who they picked like two people out of the semis who the crowd liked, and then pitted them against each other on. Uh, online and people would vote and then anytime a finalist would get knocked out whoever that finalist was would get pitted up against me for a chance to perform in the finale so every time like uh, some finalists would get knocked out people would vote and then I like kept being in the running to be in the finale and then I ended up being in the finale out of that damn that's a lot of that's a lot of eyes on you huh (sighs) it probably was I was so new and I didn't appreciate it at the time, so I think if I wasn't, if this happened to me now, I would know it more. But at the time, I was just like, "Does anybody even watch the show?" Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that show. I mean, I basically don't have a super positive opinion of it, but mm-hmm. I think that there were times I've watched it and I was like, "Oh wow, that that comic just got like a good minute and a half in prime time, yeah. just doing their acts." Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. There's not a lot. Of, I mean. That, yeah, not that, a lot of opportunities to do that. I, it's just the humiliation part of it that I think. Well, I do think like the the seasons that I the the revamp of it when uh, when like Wanda Sykes was like executive producing it, um, they focused much more on just the stand up, right? They which was a yeah. good thing for us. Yeah, they weren't like making us like you know do activities, do three legged races. Or... <laughs> yeah, like we, we. I still remember some like yeah, live in a house together. like all that stuff. It's like what is a comic doing this right? Um, all, all that they kind of eliminated and they were really just like all right go do your material and then yeah. even like I, I wasn't even in the in the finalist but like joe Mackey was and uh monroe i think was and they would um at least force them when they were doing challenges to, at least they were comedy related it was like write roast jokes and stuff uh-huh. like that so so the finals how many people were in it there were there were 10 i think finalists and then five got uh eliminated uh, like in a in a batch or something like that, and then there were, and then it was like each each episode after that had like five, four, three, and then the three was the finale, and then me, I would do like a guest spot on it on the finale. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you weren't in competition? No, I wasn't in competition. Oh, yeah. 
That's weird. Like you th- after putting through all those extra things. Well, I think because it was online and they didn't know it was like through Twitter. They didn't know how people were gonna react. All of a sudden, this guy who they if you're just like a TV viewer, right, right. and then all of a sudden this random guy pops up. He's like, oh, he's in this now. Who won that year? Rodman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I watched a lot of that season. It was. I mean, I I think they did a good job at least with like showcasing comedy. I'm trying to think who were their good. Was it? Um, it was. Uh, Ru- Rose, Russell, Roseanne? Russell Peters, Roseanne, and um, the w- Wayans. Wayans. Yeah, Dame, Damon? Not Damon. What? Oh, what's, oh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name. Not Sean, not Marlon. Basically, the everyone, other <laughs> just the person I didn't mention. Yeah. Keenan. Keenan Wayans. There you go. Yeah, yeah. He got some good, he was pretty good with his critiques, wasn't he? I like, thought he was really good like with his critiques. He seemed pretty measured and didn't seem to like... Yeah, he. I mean, I thought he he like knows comedy well, uh-huh. and would give feedback that was that was like I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah, that's good. Did you have any interaction with them like off camera or anything? Or? Um, not no. I I ended up. I mean, I ended up through that getting to connect with Russell, um, Russell Peters, right? And uh, and so I did interact with him, and then you know when he came through when I was living in Boston, he came through, and I, like I opened for him there. And then, yeah, we've been in touch since. He, I think, I think I met him because he was emceeing when I did Yuck Yucks in really? Toronto. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think he reminded me. I'm like, okay, well, uh, I guess he won that one. <laughs> did it, you? Go yeah. ahead. No, it is. It is. Um, he, like, he is such a, he, like, w- like world famous comedian. Yeah. It is, like remarkable and then in america he has his following but he's not a household name right but you go around the world and he can play out like how many comics can do that like, he plays like jordan and places like that sta- like and not just like oh a theater he's like doing the stadiums yeah it's it, but like it's yeah he's a i mean he's a real force people don't give him the credit i think he deserves you just perform did you just do shows in india i did yeah, yeah, yeah. holy shit me and uh three other comics who it, are they it's a uh, I don't want to talk about him. No, no. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Akash the, Singh, uh, Dushar Singh, and Kunal uh, Casey Aurora. Um, we all were all like Indian American. We used to like kind of get together and write. And then we started doing these shows. Um, we actually just did one this uh, two this weekend at Caroline's. And um, basically we were like, have a pretty good chemistry, so we're like, let's uh, let's take this. And then Tushar had lived in India for some time, so he had connections out there. So uh, we did these shows in Mumbai. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. How were they? They were cool. They were really good. I what's I I had I, when I go back to India, it's normally with family, and so it's basically like just going to like a relative's house. Right. <laughs> so you don't get to really experience India. Um, this was cool because it was like for shows and we got to like see Mumbai, which is its own. It's like in within India, it's like the hub of entertainment and finance. And like basically if like New York and L.A. were combined, that's that's Mumbai. OK. Um, so it's a really cosmopolitan city. And I think almost unlike any other city in India even. And so the people there, they're pretty westernized. They like, uh, or at least the people that came out to our shows. Was it were, English-speaking audience or was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think for the most part in those big cities, the people that are going to come out to the shows, they speak English and like, but they're the more, it's comedy's new there uh-huh. still, and they like English comedy um, because that's what the people who started doing it were, they were like, taking western comedy so they were like okay that they speak in english so we're gonna speak in english right but now as things are developing they're much more starting to get into like regional comedy and regional languages and so that like if you say something in hindi if you say something in like if you're speaking in like the part of india that speaks gujarati and you say something in gujarati they really like you speak either of those languages i speak bengali which is spoken in west bengal and also bangladesh fluently um conversationally wow yeah let's talk no <laughs> that'd be funny i'm actually fluent in bengali so i don't that might be a little rough on me mm. to deal with your uh, conversation <laughs> so how long of the flight is that Ooh, it was uh, uh i i think it was it was like we flew i flew through paris so the flight to paris What's that? What's that? Like six, seven hours. Seven hours, yeah. Probably. And then, and then it was like a, I want to say like a ten, a ten hour flight to India. Damn. And but the layover over that 
Yeah. Did you get your miles? I do, I'm I'm still uh, yes I did I okay. did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I did uh, otherwise Ooh. I mean what's the point that's like the only this, reason I did it that's what I like someone tells me I went to India <laughs> hey, let's talk the miles not the culture or anything that happened over there yeah the um I'm uh, I'm Delta Delta did yeah. you get did you get like gold I so I had I had I got I mean I think I'm 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 platinum right now but I'm I'm on the I don't know if I'm gonna make it this year so I gotta I gotta like are you gotta do, do a some mileage more. run. I gotta do something. Gotta do something. <laughs> it's not a visit. It's, it's all that matters. There. It's really all. Yeah, it's really all that I care about in life. How? Um, let's get back to the shows in India. How okay. many people were there? The the club is uh the club's not a big club. It was uh, I think we did so we did four shows. The capacity for the club is like uh, uh like seventy people. Okay. Um, but they were all sold out, and in part because we had these big Indian like comics in India who are draws host the shows. Um, and because Dushar used to live there, he knows all these guys before they were names. And so, uh, they came in and they would like host the shows for us. So they were the people that really were like drawing uh-huh. and, um, but then we got to like feed off their crowd. Wow. Yeah. It was fun. That's great. Man. Yeah. Yeah, so like yeah. two shows a night or one a night? It was uh, two Friday and two Saturday. And then we also did like, they have like, you know, again, it's like a new scene. <laughs> The club itself is, if you look at it on tape, it looks it looks great. Um, we have, like, we filmed everything so that we can, like, put up on YouTube or whatever it is that we need to do. But um, it's also, <laughs> it's it's connected to the hotel that we're staying at. And in the morning, it's where brunch is served. Oh. Yeah. So we well, the first time I was there was for, like, uh, breakfast. <laughs> and I, and I kind of jokingly was like, imagine if this was the club. And then it turned out to actually be the club. <laughs> do you uh do you cook i don't i should but i i do like i do like real basic like just like eggs pasta yeah chicken no indian food i had so i had my mom te- the thing is like indian food have you ever cooked indian food no i believe it or not i have not <laughs> while you were learning bengali i didn't um i uh i i, I had my mom teach me once but it's so involved you have to like I have I have enough trouble just making like the basics like right. setting an oven and putting chicken in. This is like you got to like dice up a ton of food. Yeah, you don't have a tandoori oven in your. <laughs> I should get one. This is this is what's missing. I do love what's that that naan that they throw up against the side of the. I mean that's, oven. It, it, I'm it's probably, probably describing that in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean it probably is just like a naan. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I get, ah, uh, man, anytime I eat Indian food, I like, I love it, but then I'm like, I can't, I can't undereat it. I have the same problem. I love eating Indian food, but it, I mean, it, it, it does, because I eat so much of it when I do eat it, it's the end of the day whenever I have it. Yeah. Like if I have it at lunch, I'm done for the day. <laughs> you can't, you can't just have like, Indian buffet for lunch and then expect work to get done. Right. I think that's why like people in India that's like take naps in part because of the heat, but also I think the food just like knocks them off. Do they take naps as part of like work day? I think, I think it's like a siesta culture oh, a little yeah. bit. The things start late. People, people just like pace of life. It depends on where you are. And now India is different than what I, what I'm probably describing it to be, but pace of life there. If you are like in like a, a smaller city, it pretty they're pretty casual uh-huh. you know people could like stroll in they can get some work done they can stroll out you know spend time with family it's really at the time now things are like you know if you want to people are like it's sort of like america where it's just like oh, you got to work and get right get your tv get your how house. long were you there for this trip uh it was it was roughly three a little under three weeks so i did i did the shows there and then i was supposed to do shows in bangalore but then my aunt got sick so i couldn't do those and then i uh, i visited just for travel darjeeling where like the tea comes from okay Although it's like uh, by the himalayas so it's like a tea have you been there before no it was always like one thing that i wanted to do i love like these rolling green tea plantations in the hills oh man and i always want to go see them so that was like my did you go by yourself i did yeah yeah, yeah. how do you get there you, so you 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 fly into uh, Bagdogra Airport and then it's a four hour drive through the like hills slash mountains to get to Darjeeling itself. Um, Darjeeling was created, I think, by the British, uh, so you could take like a there's like a like a, like a train 
but uh-huh. um, but that's like real old. So I, I just I, I took a car up there. And, you rent uh, your own, you rented a car or you no, got a ride? I, had, I had like some, I, those are if you look at those like streets right. you don't want to be driving there. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was just like a guy. <laughs> what's uh what's your touring like now? Do you, do you um yeah, I I feel like I'm the guy who fills in when somebody drops out. Yeah, I've I've been that guy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so like I'll I'll find out like the week of or something and be like, "Hey, uh can you go to Albany? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I'll go to Albany. Yeah, I've been that guy. I've also been the, uh, hey, can you do the week after New Year's? <laughs> oh, and no one wants to go out? Yeah. <laughs> that, that or a Christmas week when everyone's staying home? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So what kind of place is he playing? Uh, it's like, you know, the like the Funny Bones and then your, your, the, the usual run of the clubs. Uh-huh. Like uh, I did, um, I mean, like last year I did like, Comedy Works and an Acme and then uh, Funny Bones and then just like uh, you're in like and then I'll do like the occasional college though. Those yeah I I I do like one college a year maybe yeah what's it like for you? Uh, the last one I did, I mean it's always like you know the money's great yeah and but it's almost overshadowed by the sick to my stomach feeling <laughs> about what I'm about to walk in. But the last time I did was, I believe was William and Mary. Oh, they were probably good. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Like they're just polite kids. Like they might not, have, I might not have been like, oh, this guy's my favorite comedian. Yeah. But they were, they weren't like, oh, we're going to be shitheads. They were super sophisticated and nice. And there, there is, some, I think there is some, like certain colleges do know how to put together a comedy show. Uh-huh. And then also like the kids are savvy. Right. And then there are, places you go and you're like i can't believe that this is you're a college student it feels like i'm performing in front of like middle schoolers yeah so that's there's a weird dichotomy i did one in a, a college in colorado where they they used to have a regular comedy series i heard it was great i knew some friends who worked there mm-hmm. and then i did it and it was like 400 people yelling shit and throwing oh. st- and then i found out later like my college was, oh yeah that was actually that was a mistake. That was something called Drunk Weekend. Like, okay, well, that's... They should have had that cover band guy. Yeah, they should have had basically anyone but me. But <laughs> if you had said, hey, do you want to go to Colorado, do Drunk Weekend? I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm probably not going to do that. Yeah, I like I like, uh, I like splitting up the time if I can. So, like, it, there, were, uh, there were times when I would do the college gigs with, like, somebody else uh-huh. um like we'd get booked together like when i did uh i did like a nbc had like a stand-up for diversity thing uh-huh. and then they had like the showcase at naka and through that we got gigs but you'd get paired with somebody so you didn't have to do like an hour you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd get to split the time that that i can that i like yeah that's that's always a good thing yeah yeah this thing of like especially like in a cafeteria they wanted you to do an hour I didn't know. That's so like that's just that's not even smart. Like that's just spiteful. It's weird that they yeah they they, they really just hate us no, to I make mean, us go through. But I don't know why they keep doing it. I think it's just one of those things that uh, like many other traditions where it's no one ever stops and goes, "Hey, we, we <laughs> don't do have we? to do it this way. <laughs> yeah, we can hire someone for twenty minutes. You know, they're going to be fidgety and eating and <laughs> on their way to class. Maybe twenty minutes. Yeah." I think I think they get it in there. It's weird because they're either with the money, they're either like, here's this check that you basically got paid, you know, $500 for each person in here. <laughs> or they're like, you know, a little like, I'm, I'm the king of this of this bank account or whatever. But yeah. I mean, actually, they're almost never like that. But I could see them being like controlling and just like, because I did a college once where they're like, there was three of us and they're like, so you guys will each do 45 minutes? I was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. And then you talk to him sometimes. They go, oh, okay. And then you just get it the way yeah. you want it. Yeah. At last last college I did, um, it was with a comic uh, out of Chicago. I think it was out of Chicago. T-Murph? I don't know if this name is He's a funny guy. But uh, when we got there, they were like, oh, yeah, you each are going to do like, like uh, T-Murph's going to do like, you know, 45, and then you're going to do 45. And we were like, we just like talked amongst ourselves we're like that we're not doing that right like, yeah yeah no no let's just let's keep it to whatever 50 total yeah and that's what that's what we ended up doing roughly and it was just better for everybody but did you clear it with them first the college because i'd be i'm always afraid like i always feel like, gonna, yeah, yeah i think well they find one little reason where like he didn't honor his contract i think we got lucky that the show started late so that was our excuse to be like oh we're just gonna like 
we're just going to shave oh, okay. it. You know, we're going to keep, it's going to be the length of the, it's going to end the time that you want it to end. Uh, you know? That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're usually open. Sometimes I just go, are you married to this hour thing? Yeah. Yeah. No. For, or even better, yeah, just cut to like, is 40 good? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, say that into my recorder here. <laughs> Let's just quickly get that in writing and. Do you, uh, speaking of writing, boom, yeah. do you, uh, there we go. Do you work on scripts or anything like that? So I wrote, um, I wrote for, uh, a show called Adam Ruins Everything. Okay. And I wrote for The Daily Show. Oh, okay. But, uh, I think I, I knew that actually. I did know that. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I haven't, I, I'll write sketches every once in a while, but I haven't like put together a script or something like that. Do you prefer being a comedian? I love stand up. It's, uh, it's what, like, you know, it's what I would want just to, be doing exclusively and well if I could. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's always been the goal. But I think it seems like it's nice to have these other abilities or whatever, just so you can build up a little bit. How long did you work, work on the Daily Show? Short, like uh, like uh, half half a year. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and same with the uh, same with Adam Burns. Everything was for like one season. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you never written a screenplay. No, have you? I've yeah, I've written several of them. They're all your favorite films. <laughs> there's a good chance that I wrote them. Yeah, I'm working on one now. It's uh, it's very difficult. Yeah, do you, it, 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 you? I'm assuming it's comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because like you know, there there are people who like I feel like horror and comedy have like this thing. Uh-huh. But um, do you do you find it hard to like create the plot or like yeah? With stand up, it's so nice that you can. Be like, oh, I'm thinking of this. I'm going to write a joke. Right. About it. I mean, yeah. The stand-up, your little work of art, is is a quarter of a page. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can just look at that. and Go, that's done. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think my strength is. I think I write fairly int- good dialogue, mm. but that's not enough to. Uh, I mean, I I think I need a little help with the uh, structure. With the with this. Oh. Because yeah, because it's to me the fun part is writing scenes. Okay. But I think the outline is probably a good idea, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my my latest venture. <laughs> do you do you do you end up like uh, are you like a big film head? Like do you watch a lot and like I I I don't have like I like movies, but also like I go to the movies not nearly as much as I think. And then when I go, why am I not doing this once a week at least? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I don't have like an encyclopedic knowledge of movies. Okay, yeah, it's it's fascinating because I feel like I was I was listening to. I was listening to a podcast with Simon Rich. Uh-huh. You, you know? Yeah. And um, he, you know, he's he's a great comedy writer. and But he, like, has, like, just, like, I feel like he just consumes a ton of the 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 media that he exists in. Right. So it's, like, he like he's reading short stories and reading novels and reading comedy and then watching, like, you know, The, the Simpsons and South Park and all this other comedy and, like, that gives him a, the ability to draw a little bit from like his, <laughs> his like templates and things, kind yeah. of, which that's like a, that's something that I don't have, like except for stand up, which I like grew up loving and watching a ton of uh-huh. with movies and things like that. I don't have that. And so when I, when I sit down to write something, I, I, I I'm kind of like, I, I like having like a, a template to follow right so do you write out your jokes like yours are pretty precise yes yeah yeah, yeah. i'm uh i'm a big uh sit down and write guy are you yeah, yeah, yeah. every day <sighs> ideally i i go through phases where i what i was trying to do at one point was uh do i did like the math on it uh-huh. of like let's say 10 percent of my jokes hit yeah and uh let's say i'm trying to develop an hour each year yeah then I have to do the basically like 10 times an hour's worth of material. Right. And then I broke down like words per minute and it it turned into like, all you got to do is write 250 words per day. So I was at one point just trying to write 250 words a day. That's it. Right. And um, what ends up happening, unfortunately, is like I will write 250 words a day for like, let's say a week and then I'll fall off. And then, uh, I'll get back on, but I'll write just 250 words, but that's not how it works. 
you have to do it every day for the 250 words each right. day to yeah if you take three days off and we're, it, yeah. we're looking at a thousand words you, know, <laughs> you owe us yeah 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 so that's um so that's i was very like kind of methodical about it for a while and now it's it just goes through. Yeah, I don't know how method. I mean, I'm definitely not methodical, but I wonder how many comics really have like a thing where they like they make a goal like that and they actually like. I mean, I imagine Seinfeld does. He's Seinfeld got that, must. That thing with He's the got X's. the chain, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good idea. That chain thing. The chain is good. I, I, I mean, Goldman talks a lot now about yeah. writing and how seriously he does it, and I mean, it works. I think it is like, for especially for a guy like me who isn't funny. Other than, <laughs> other than when, like, wait, our, I wish you would have told me that before we start. <laughs> I should have. I really should have. Yeah, um, but I like. I can write funny. I think, um, but I can't like just go on stage and riff the way that enough to generate something that's like material bits. But does your stuff change on stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll I'll write it a certain way, and then when I go on stage, it turns into how I speak. Do you go to like little rooms, or do you? Uh... Yeah, I'll do uh, just like. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do, I'll just do it in rooms, and then like you know, new jokes nights and stuff like yeah. that. But um, but that's the other thing. In Boston, when I was there, I would generate material much at a much faster clip than I do in New York. Well, do you feel like there's more pressure to kill here? Is that why? It, like, yeah, because in in Boston, the rooms that I was doing, I would get kind of free reign. Uh-huh. And all like people aren't going to be like, oh, he he's not funny, right? Here, I feel like you have to. Especially at like a, you know the cellar or something like that. I'm I'm doing like pretty much tried and true almost always. Right. And so uh, I can't really generate material while I'm on. Slip it in there, man. I I feel I, I don't know. Espe- like especially like a lot of the spots I get is like the first one or something uh-huh. like that. And that one I just I gotta like set it up and I don't want to if you if you like I don't know I get in my head about doing poorly or something you know yeah I, I, I no, I, everyone's in their head in new york about that kind of thing yeah yeah i mean i imagine like you know chris rock doesn't right. think that way but yeah because he can no one's going to say you can't come into my club yeah you gotta you gotta get to that point yeah and i'm to that point no, no <laughs> uh, but uh, but you but you 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 i feel like generate material at a very fast clips do? too really yeah or, God, I don't feel like it. No? Well, I mean, it does. I, this whole, like, I can't do, like, a special a year. I've never even come close to doing that. I feel like I I feel like I write 15 minutes a year, maybe. Mm. It also helps that you speak slowly. Uh, I mean, it helps and it hurts, but, yeah. I mean, it helps. Yeah. Some people can't handle the slow speak, so it hurts <laughs> with them, but they can. I don't care about them. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to plug before we go? Um... Yeah, I mean, uh, you can go to my website. Good luck spelling it, but it's alinganmitra.com. And uh, I have an email list. I'm trying to be better about sending stuff out. Yeah, I don't. that's like one thing I, I'm not really on. I'm on the tweets, but I'm not on the... Uh... Email. The mailing list, like, and I pay for that thing. It's like I should fucking. It's, I don't know why I'm so lazy about it. It's so weird. There's all these things that we can be doing that, I, I just we. I don't think like that's not why we got into comedy. Yeah. Or this that's not why I got into comedy. So like to get into like almost like marketing mode or something that's a uh, necessary, but it's hard to do. Do you have a special? I don't. No, no, no. It's uh, I've just been like hoarding material. At some point, hopefully, it'll come out something. Yeah but I don't know what. Just do one of those half hours, man. I mean, I, I would love to if you want to get somebody to get it <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I have a lot of pull. They take a thought, who should be doing a half hour? <laughs> every I, year. And I go year. book these three people. Go, Thank you. That made our job easier. Uh, a Lingon Mitra, and then is it a Lingon on Twitter? It is, yeah. It's, yeah, it's at. Do you have any dates you want to plug in case this comes out in time? For yeah, well, I'm so I'm going home to Worcester uh, May 8th. Or May ninth, May okay. ninth, tenth, eleventh. So, um, if you're in Massachusetts, come come to the. What's shoes. the club there? It's a new club. It's called the. It's called the Woo Ha Ha. You saw you saw like the eye roll before I said. Yeah, it. I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish everyone else could have seen. It. <laughs> uh, the Woo Ha Ha. The Woo Ha. I don't even understand what that means. I understand the Ha Ha part. I guess Worcester. Woo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. People are starting to try to call it the Woo. Oh. The woo is actually, that's actually. You like that? I would call it the woo, but it's not my club. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Todd Barry podcast t-shirts are available. I forgot to mention that up front. Go to toddbarry.com forward slash shirts, and you can grab one of those. I mean, you could buy one of those. I'd like to thank Rachel Jacobs for engineering this episode. Uh, go to starburns.audio for this podcast and other podcasts. And subscribe on iTunes, and if you want to rate us, you know, I'm not going to say you have to rate us five stars, but oh my God, it would be so nice if you did. <laughs> I don't know I don't know how that affects me when you do it, except that I will notice it. Uh, thanks a lot, and we'll see you next time. Starbanks Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.